said, you're going to hate me in seven months. And that's when he confirmed that he was having a child. And then he just started saying it was my fault, that I left him. I didn't want to be with him. And it was just like, I never knew that. I told you put the in the pussy. Like, I never knew I was, <laughs> yeah. I was, I had to step back like, did you really say that I'm the reason you're having a child? Yeah. All I has got Yankee signs, Nike checks on all the kicks. She don't never take no lines. Have the one, two, four, five, six. Says she live in Marble Hill, but she chill at Pelham Bay. No hellos or how you feels. All her friends say get okay. Bronx May, Bronx May, Bronx May, Bronx May, Bronx May. Bronx me, Bronx me, Bronx me, Bronx me, Bronx me. Hey, que lo que? Welcome to Bronx Girl at Heart, a space where we explore harsh truths about growing up in our 20s and show love to our past while looking towards our future. My name is Bronx Girl at Heart, aka Alanis. Hey guys, welcome to episode 8. But I would like to give you guys a heads up. Today's topic is about toxic and narcissistic men. So that's a little trigger warning for you. But don't worry, we're going to talk about healing and getting past all of that as well. And we have a very special guest. I All of our, all of our guests are special. But I actually know her from my high school days. And her name is Deanna. So you'll be introduced to her very soon. And yeah, just a quick reminder before we get started. I'd like to remind you guys to go and follow the IG page. So our IG is at Bronx Girl at Heart Podcast. If you enjoy the podcast today, also please leave a comment in the rating review section of Apple Podcasts and leave a reply in the Q&A section of Spotify. Thank you. We're going to start off with a sound off too before we get into the topics as we usually do. Um, LR sent me a list of random sound off discussion points that I can get to. So I'm going to pick a few and just go off. Um, talk about my time in Mexico. So I, re I recently came back from Cancun. I'm on a high off of vacation. Well, I came back from like two back-to-back -back vacations. So I went to Jamaica, Ocho Rios, Jamaica in April. And I went to Cancun, Mexico in May. And Jamaica was for, what was Jamaica for? Jamaica was literally just a girl's trip. It was me and my two friends and I had a really great time. But Cancun was for my cousin's birthday. So Cancun was the most recent trip. I really enjoyed Cancun. We kind of stayed in the tourist areas, so we felt really safe and I got to see and meet a lot of people from like all over the States or Canada or the UK. And it was a great time. Let me think of a highlight moment from Cancun. So, oh, I won $100 in a twerk competition in Cancun. Yes, I did. And I don't even think I'm the best twerker. I just feel like out of the competition, like I bodied that. And I won $100. And then the next day I went to this other, this other um, club and there was a twerk competition there. And girls was like showing pussy and titties and all that. Girls were showing everything. And I don't think they won $100. So, you know, 
I didn't have to, not to toot my own horn, but I didn't have to show anything. You know, I was just shaking ass. So that was a highlight from my trip to Cancun. But yeah, for the rest is like what happens in Cancun stays in Cancun, I guess. <laughs> now nah, you guys will probably hear more about that later in the episode or some other time. Another thing, Beyonce's tour has started and people are saying she is not giving enough Give, she's not given enough, given how much they paid for their tickets. Sources, sources say, this is LR writing this, by the way. I think he's the source. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, sources say Beyonce has a leg injury. Should she be excused for this or should we hold her to a high standard? I haven't seen a lot of footage from Beyonce's concert, but I saw her in like some bee costume and stuff. And I, I just saw her performance and it was giving corny. And I'm like, I've never seen Beyonce to be someone that's corny. And the amount of money people paid for these tickets, like people paid rent prices. People spent a lot of money on these tickets. And I don't know, I was seeing some footage and I was like, the stage presence is just not giving. Like, this is very unusual. I feel like she's being a little bit more jokey jokey with this album. She's being more humorous, but... From the footage I see on Twitter, it's looking cheesy. So I don't know what's happening, Beyonce. If she has a leg injury, obviously, like, people are allowed to have bad days. I don't think we should discredit Beyonce. She has had a long history of putting on great, amazing performances. So I don't know what's happening now. And I think people are allowed to have bad days, even a bad tour. But with the amount of money that people spend on these tickets, like... If the shows continue like this, I feel like she owes the Beehive or the guests at the show a refund or something, some type of compensation. Okay, I'll do one more from this. Nelly and Ashanti just got back together. Lil Durk and India are back together, allegedly. Should we spin the bo- should we spin the block back to old works? Spinning the block, personally, I'm not a fan of spinning the block because I feel like been there, done that. Like, why do I have to go backwards? However, however, um, someone from college today, you know, this little boo thing I had in college actually, like, I guess he swiped up on my story today or he sent me a DM. I just saw it from like the top. I didn't open it up. And I'm just like, okay, I see what you're doing. Summer's coming. You just saw that I went to two back-to-back vacations and now you're trying to come back. Because honestly, the streets aren't that hot. So... You know, if you're that type of person that needs a little boo when you come back from the club or just need someone to <laughs> need someone to hug and to cuddle and to spend time with and to go places with, I can see why you would spend the block. But just remember why you left the block in the first place. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. So that's all for the sound off today. I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you have any thoughts based off of what I said, feel free to DM and also leave a comment and on Spotify and Apple, please join the conversation. We would love for this to be more interactive going forward. Now on to our guest. Hey girl. Hey. So it's been a while since I actually said your name. I hope I'm not messing it up. It's Deanna, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. cool people cool. call me D for short. People call you D. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna let you speak. I'll let you say your name again, where you come from, and maybe share your social media accounts. Okay, um, my name is Deanna. People call me D for short. I'm from Brooklyn. My social media is Deanna.G. And my Facebook is Deanna Deanna. 
Okay. Thank you. Do you have any thoughts on the sound off? Like anything that I mentioned so far? Um, I can say the Beyonce tour is just for people that was paying five thousand or ten thousand dollars. They need some type of refund because you think so? It's just she was fixing her own fan. It was just the dancers <laughs> weren't doing their thing, and the bee hat, like the bee costume. I was just like. You saw the beat. Co- you thought that. that was like I was like so lame. Too, are we right? bored here? I felt like for this tour, since she's been gone for so long, it should have been a collaboration of all her tours, mm-hmm. like a little spice from here and there. But it's just this wasn't giving. I'm thinking there was gonna be a horse there. Like <laughs> I'm thinking she was gonna show out, like Jay Z, just other people. That's it's just it's giving. You guys paid some money, and I'm gonna have fun with it, and I'm gonna give you guys what you get. Yeah, you know? and even for her leg injury. So many people get sick, reschedule, <laughs> yeah. come back better, give people their money's worth. It's just, it was just so cheap so far. And I feel so bad. People don't sell their PP loans, their <laughs> social security, they're fighting for the tickets and this is what you get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you a part of the beehive? Why didn't you get tickets? No? <laughs> Me paying $10,000 yeah, for that? It wasn't was worth it home. for you. I was getting on the stage or something, but I was going home. I, absolutely not. I love Beyonce, but... As we can see, we've seen it on YouTube yeah. for free. Wow. <laughs> I feel like that was my biggest fear um, when people were buying the tickets. I'm like, imagine if it doesn't give oh what it's supposed God. to give. However, I would always justify. I would be like, when has Beyonce put on a bad show? Right. So why start now? I don't know what's going on. You've been gone for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I really didn't personally, I didn't really like this album. That's what I'm saying. A I lot of people like didn't like this album, Mm-mm. but a lot of people did. Yeah. It was like, I feel like it was very popular and like for the I gays. I think only one song was really popular and that was Cuff It. Cuff It, yeah. Cuff that it was me. really, but like, if you break go to, my soul. If but... you go to like gay clubs and if you go to certain places in like Williamsburg and stuff mm-hmm. or... Just certain places, people are listening to that nonstop. Like, the gay community really messed with this album. I really messed with this album. But it's, like, it's certain moods. It's, like, those people that were already listening to that type of music. Mm -hmm. And then to have Beyonce do it, it was, like, even better for them. Yeah. And she brought, I guess, like, house music more mainstream. Because it was kind of just for... Just for like artsy fartsy liberal people. But now she's bringing it more to the mainstream. So I feel like she did a lot of iconic things with this album that's what drake was trying to do and then beyonce came and i feel like she was doing her thing just a little bit but i feel like tiktok really pushed it off yeah i feel like you know she does her own thing she didn't promote anything she didn't promote oh yeah it was tiktok that made her song and that album really oh yeah you know a little hype but it's not it i'm sorry i was waiting for like you know a little bit motherhood kind of song she had a lot of kids you know just coming back and getting better and it's just I'm giving y'all what y'all get, and that's it. It's so weird. And a part of me is still convincing myself that it's Beyonce being, like, um, being like sneaky. Like, you know how she drops her secret albums and stuff? Mm-hmm. We're still waiting for the visuals for this album that she promoted, like, a year ago. <laughs> We're still going to be waiting. But a part of me is, like, it's coming. She's just going to wait till the perfect moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should have came before the tour, if anything. Yeah, I I just try to convince myself that she's the queen of like being strategic, but I'm still listening to Lemonade, so her <laughs> strategies aren't making sense lately. It's not, but I also was convincing myself of that with Rihanna too. Like I was like, just wait, just Don't wait. Don't get me started on that one. She's... That Super Bowl, oh my god, were you unimpressed? Very, 
Why? I was very unimpressed. I was, it was so quick mm-hmm. that it's just like you couldn't really enjoy the song. It was just so fast paced and it was done. Yeah. Like I get it's halftime, but damn, we were waiting for some crazy heat. Like it wasn't okay. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It was very much okay. She looked beautiful and amazing. She was doing her thing pregnant. Mm-hmm. But if you guys are taking that long of a break, mm-hmm. come back with some fire, some heat, some yeah. like, wow. Like I see why you were going for so long. Not some oh welcome back i agree that's it i wouldn't be surprised though with the super bowl performance if maybe when she was preparing for it she wasn't pregnant and then things had to get changed later on but i'm not sure what Mm -hmm. is interesting is that rihanna even when she's i guess mid her Mm -hmm. mid performance it's still iconic like people kept recreating the red Mm -hmm. outfit and the white dancers behind yeah and stuff she's i mean that outfit was literally in forever 21 for real the (laughs) all red outfit i I didn't see it you can make it yourself the white jacket was a crop white jacket (laughs) it was like you guys just did y'all plan for this overnight the outfits were not it and then they were doing tiktok dances they were you didn't see that one girl that was doing this i'm like wait you made it you got the choreography from tiktok Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's i know where that's from yeah I, it's hard because what I'm saying is I still see the influence. Like then people afterwards were recreating those dance moves on mm-hmm. TikTok and people were acting like the, acting like Rihanna with a little like white ghostly thing going yeah. behind them. So there's still impact there, but yeah, I get what you're saying. After waiting for so long and for them to come out and just be underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Do you think a lot of the greats are flopping right now? Because there are other people that are getting some of that feedback too. Like Drake is has been getting some of that feedback as well. Um, I want to say yes, but no. Only because for Drake, he's really going back to his roots. And mm-hmm. I see that he's performing a lot of his old songs, mm-hmm. which is a great strategy because his old hits was a little better than his new ones. Mm-hmm. So we doing him doing a concert and his tour is like a little like, he picking his states wisely and yeah. they're all sold out. Like I wanted to go. Yeah. But they were sold out. But I think he's he's doing okay. Like he's definitely collabing with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, not really. Like Nikki. I love me some Nikki, but mm. what are you doing? Like You don't like her latest songs? Her songs have been she's hit the highest accolades today. Than she's has than she has had in the past within her career. I feel like I liked her latest songs. However, I feel as if some of the collabs she's doing, it's like it's not mixing. Like mm-hmm. she, I think she did a collab, but I can't know who. It's not Ice Spice because she did a really good. I like, really I liked, liked it. their I remix. Liked, I was like, yeah. that, I love the platform she's giving her because yes. everybody was just you know stepping over her. Yeah, but I think she mixed with someone else, and I think that her kind of flow wasn't as versatile with who she I can't remember who she did who it with was it but it was I don't want to say Quillerae it was I, I think it was like a Japanese kind of thing oh like me hmm. it was I somebody I don't know who it was it. but okay. it was just it was not it I was like oh no okay should have sat this one out I do feel like with Nikki though she's doing what she wants now with her career mm-hmm. whereas opposed to before she was pushed to do things that I guess were maybe more poppy or more R&B. Like she had to fit a certain brand before. Now she's just doing whatever she wants, like collaborating with the artist she wants to, rapping how she wants to. I can agree to that, but I feel like Nikki is doing this now because remember when she was in the hot seat because of her husband? 
Yeah. I think that's like, okay, let me do this so they don't forget about my husband. <laughs> and let me collab and do things that people like to get yeah. that off. Because she was really, a, she was in the hot seat for a while with her husband. Yeah. Especially with her brother. Mm-hmm. Just the whole pedophile thing and just yeah. paying the lady. It was just, she was in the hot seat for a minute. But I feel like she could have just stayed hidden to avoid that. and Or not do it. Yeah, my theory is that, you know, she's the queen, as she calls herself and as mm-hmm. other people call her. So she's going to defend her throne because all these new young girls are coming out. So she's got to show them, like, no, I could still make hits. I could still drop number one singles. I could still do the TikTok thing just like you guys are doing. Like, I can still compete with the young girls. I feel like once you reach a certain age, <laughs> you know, it's... We get it. You paved your way. We get it. But let somebody else come in. You know, it's okay to share the platform. And I I, I didn't like what she did to Mulatto. That, mm. I was I was like, absolutely not. Mm. Just the whole, just, you know, like you could be some, your mom, you're someone's mom. And you were just going at Mulatto for no reason. And all she did was want to collab. And you just were calling her trash. Mulatto yeah. is not trash. I love me some Mulatto. You do? I love, oh my God, I love her. Okay, well now I think she goes by Lotto, but... <laughs> <laughs> she goes by one of us, you want to go, I love her still. Yeah, but, okay, her music, her music is also a little iffy for a lot of different really? people. But, I mean, there's some people that get it and there's some people that don't. Mm-hmm. Um However, she has been grinding for a long time. Like, we've seen her on the rap game. So I think that's something that Mm -hmm. has to be respected. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's one of those industry plants that's just been placed here. I think she actually grinded to be where she is. And and she can actually write and actually rap. Mm -hmm. And it it was for a while, like, her her songs just weren't hitting. But Mm -hmm. now she's making hits. So she definitely is. I love her. I love her music. It's just so like it's very versatile. Like yeah. you want to shake your ass, but then you also <laughs> want to crush your ex. Okay. So it's like you want to do different. She just gets you in that mood where it's just like, you know, I play her when I'm getting ready. Yeah. She got you feeling just sexy. It just I love you, Lotto. That's so good. Okay. So that was a little bit of our pop culture for today. <laughs> <laughs> that was great to hear what you thought about the sound off. Um And for all of those people that paid money for Beyonce tickets, I'm praying for your pockets. I'm praying it turns around. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know y'all need it. So I pray. So now we're going to get into our Casa Confessions. Mm -hmm. Um, We started taking shots before we do the Casa Confessions. So Mm -hmm. if you're down to take one shot now. And then just as a, a reminder for those listening and for you. Casa Confessions is where I ask our guests four to six mild to out-of-pocket questions, and guests can opt out of a question by taking a shot of Casamigos. Mm. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's take a quick shot to start off. Um, cheers. Cheers. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we got to do both? I'm, well, I'm taking my chaser. Oh, okay. Ooh. Sorry, did I just burp in the mic? Sorry about that. <laughs> Question number one. What's the wildest thing that you almost got caught for but didn't? That's a good question. The wildest thing that I did but didn't get caught for. I want to say having someone over in my house while my mom was gone. Okay. <laughs> I had them out in a split of a second before she came in. How did you do oh, it? Oh, my God. I don't know. I think okay, it's walk God us timing. through it. Walk us through it. How did you feel when you? What was the first time that your mom was coming home? Okay, so 
honestly, it was just all felt like a feeling. So I had, you know, a sneaky link come over. <laughs> and I had him come over, you know, you do your thing, whatever the case is. And as soon as he left, I kid you not, one minute, I, she probably saw him in the staircase. Mm-hmm. One moment before she opened the door and came in, he was gone. Wow. I was like, oh, God, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh, like, throw his clothes on him or, like, kick him out? How did you get him out? He walked right through the front door. If he was going to go through the fire <laughs> escape, he was dying. <laughs> oh, my know. God. <laughs> I was so grateful. Was he scared, too? Um, I don't think he, I think he knew that. He wasn't supposed to really be mm-hmm. there, but I don't think he was really scared. I think he just, you know, once we finished everything, you know, hanging out and so forth, grown people business. <laughs> he like, finished everything, hanging out and so forth. Yeah, after okay. that, you know, I hit them with the, so what you about to do? <laughs> and then I think he got his message, like, you want me to go? Oh, that's like <laughs> an infamous, like, fuckboy phrase. The, mm-hmm. so what you about to do? Mm-hmm. You use that on I, these men? Uh, what? All the time? <laughs> of course. You got to use them on them before they could use it on you. What you about to do? And he looked at me like, he was so shocked. Like, are you, are you kicking me out? I'm not kicking you out, but what you about to do? <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. You got to, you got to use their phrases on them before they use it on oh you. Oh my God. Yes. Now, recall the horniest thing you've ever done and share the story. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to take a shot to that one. You're going to take a shot? All right. Take it. <laughs> Take it, girl. Okay. What? What's happening? I, I thought I put her a chaser. <laughs> did you pour her a chaser? Yeah, did. I drank that. You drank your chaser and not the shot? <laughs> I thought it was mixed. Oh, hell no. I thought it was mixed. Girl, take that shot. Take that shot and then take another one. (laughs) Well, you can take half the shot because he OD'd. You can take half. Wait, but now you got to take the full because you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not pressuring our guests as long as you feel safe to continue. You know, as long as we have your consent. She filled out a waiver before this also. (laughs) A break? Okay. All right. At the end, maybe you can finish yeah, up finish that. The end, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Casamigos. Yes. Ooh, do you yeah. like Do you like Casamigos? Are you more of a what kind of liquor do you prefer? I'm more of a tequila and vodka. Okay. Casamigos just has me never remember, never remembering my night. Oh yeah, Casamigos. <sighs> it gets straight to the point. You like, get straight. lit off the Casamigos. Straight. Of course. <laughs> off you the like, smell, I'm done. Do you prefer Blanco, Añejo, Reposado? Blanco. Okay. Blanco is definitely. For real? There's I no just one. got into the darker ones, though, because I feel like they're a little bit smoother. Really? Yeah, but dark I was into... Dark liquor is strong for me. Yeah, but like a darker tequila is usually smoother. It burns less. The Blanco is like rubbing alcohol. My chest is burning. That burns less. <laughs> My chest is still burning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all it's all crazy. All right. So you didn't want to tell us the horniest thing you've done. Mm-hmm, you little freaky girl. <laughs> Not too much on me. Okay, last question. Tell me about a time when you were a bad girlfriend or a bad date. The time I was a bad date, I can say I went out with this one guy and he just, he wasn't interesting at all. Mm. Like, I don't know what happened, like, during texts and so forth. He was, you know, he was a cool person. I thought he was just really funny. And it's it's kind of hard for me to have a real laugh. Mm-hmm. But when we had the date, I was just, 
I was bored mm -hmm. and I was on my phone like the whole time. Like I was just texting my best friends. I'm ready to go. And usually when I do dates, I don't really pick up my phone unless mm -hmm. like, you know, it's important. If I have an email work thing, that's when I pick up my phone. But I was just, I was over it. Mm -hmm. And I had to hit them with the, yo, can when you guys call me? <laughs> can when you guys call me? They called me like, yo, you know, something happened. I said, I gotta go. And I left. You left. left. I couldn't. You just told him I gotta go. Mm -hmm. No other excuse. Emergency. Oh, an I emergency. I gotta get out of here. I'm sorry. What was the expression on his face? Like, was he hurt? I don't think he was hurt. I think he was more of like she gives such a manly vibe. <laughs> She's using all these kind of like men. Lingo. I'm seeing this as a constant, mm -hmm. as a consistent mm -hmm. thread mm -hmm. in your Absolutely. interactions with men. Absolutely. Okay, we'll get into that a little further. <laughs> but we're wrap up your shot so we can wrap up the okay. confessions. Okay, let me wrap it up. I'm going to take the rest of my shot with Deanna. We could do cheers. Okay. Cheers, cheers again. Ooh. Well, you did great. Mm -hmm. Thank <laughs> you. Now, this is a newer segment. Mm-hmm. We do a show and tell. So if you were like a rapper or a singer, we would have you rap or sing. <laughs> I got no talent. Um, I'm sure you have a secret talent somewhere. I have no talent. But you can also share a memory um, that you've had with a narcissistic partner or ex just to start off the conversation. Honestly, I don't even know where to begin. I'm 22 now. And just the things that I've been through... From, you know, my teenage years to now, it's just, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been through a lot from my young age, which I'm honestly very grateful for because, you know, moving forward as I get older, I know right from wrong. Mm -hmm. And I have, like, a lot of, like, I want to say a way to see, like, if somebody's not good for me yeah. or what they want from me, what they're going to do to me. And I have an opportunity to just walk away and just block and delete. Yeah. So can you share with us like a quick two minute mm -hmm. memory of when someone was toxic to you, narcissistic? Well, all my boyfriends and all my kind of situationships were all very much toxic. But I can say the most narcissist one was I was dating this guy for like five years on and off after for like four whatever cases. And he was just the biggest narcissist like he would just we would never have no intellectual conversations at mm -hmm. all like we couldn't talk about like just you know like financial stuff or just just intellectual conversation like what's on your mind or cases because he would talk about him okay. all the time and it just got it got i guess i saw it more towards growing up as like you know we're not kids no more we're not teenagers like we're about to be close to our 20s and you really just you don't know nothing about me. Wow. Mm. And the narcissist thing he ever said was, <laughs> this is actually really funny now. The narcissist thing he ever said was, you're the reason that I'm having a baby right now. He had a baby with another woman while he was with mm -hmm. you? Well, we weren't together in an actual relationship. We were on and off. Okay. Like it was just like um, a situationship after like, cause after we broke up, whatever cases we were like, you know, doing grown people things mm -hmm. we wouldn't talk for a minute get back do it again and he was having a kid with someone else i guess when i was coming back into the picture yeah and he had no plans on telling me so he wanted to have two lives yeah and then when he threw it out there in the argument because he was just he was 
just physically abusing, mentally abusing. He was just not it. And I guess okay. because that's your first person for everything, you have so much love for them. Was this your first boyfriend? Or your first, it was a situationship, but like your first I want to say the first, I want to say first relationship because I think I, I dated him from 15 to 19. So, yeah. you know, everything was first from virginity and just everything wow. was very first. So it had a lot of love grown. Like I watched him grow up. He watched I grow up. Our families knew each other. Like it was like mixed families. Mm-hmm. Then after I just had enough, I was over it. I left for a year. He came back. He apologized. I thought he was a new person. Like I thought after that year, you know, I'd lived my best life. Mm-hmm. I can truly say he held me back from so much. He hated that I was working, mm-hmm. even though most of my money was going towards him. He oh, hated no. I was working. He hated that I was in school and college. He hated everything that I was about to get better for myself. So it was like he wanted to have one up on me, but he couldn't because even though I'm dealing with you who are very toxic and just want to do so much hurtful things to me, my mind and my career and getting money was still on my mind. So he never like, he could never interfere with those two and he hated that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we grew up over the cases and he had the um, baby when we weren't speaking. Like he was having a baby, like as she was pregnant, whatever wow. thing is. And we got into an argument and he threw it out. And he said, you're going to hate me in seven months. And that's when he confirmed that he was having a child. And then he just started saying it was my fault, that I left him. I didn't want to be with him. And it was just like, I never knew that. I told you put the, in the pussy. Like I never knew I was, (laughs) I was, I had to step back. Like, did you really say that I'm the reason you're having a child? Yeah. I wanted to make you responsible for his mistakes. How can I, how can I be responsible for that? Like that's, he was telling me that, oh, it should have been you. It could have been you. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Immediately no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Immediately no. Absolutely no. Mm-mm. I love, I love the streets. Like, yeah. I love partying. I love being able to, my bottles don't cost as much as the Pampers. Like, yeah. I can't. You're not ready to get trapped yet. I'm not. I'm not. I have a dog and I just be like, oh, this little shit's you have a dog. A dog is a lot. It is. A dog is a lot. Imagine a baby. Imagine a baby. Oh my God. My club fee is $20. A Pampers is like 50 Yeah. It's too much. You know, I still respect all of my young moms out there. Yes. Shout out to the young Shout moms. Shout out to you guys. You guys. I bow down to y'all because I couldn't. Yes. This will I come couldn't. out around mm-hmm. Mother's Day. So shout mm-hmm. out to the moms. Shout out to you guys. I'm... <laughs> Grateful for your kids, but I love the club. Yeah. I love party and I love vacation. Yeah. You can't, like, you could do it with a kid, but it's just, it's a little bit harder. Yes. Other than you just, I want to go to Jamaica. Yeah. Get your plane ticket, pack your bag, you're going. Yeah. Other than when you're having a kid, you got to find a babysitter. It's just, uh, I can't. Yeah. I can't. It's too much. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when he told you this? Like, how old were you during this time? And how old was he? Um... I, it was this year. Okay. It was oh, this year. This was recent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not too recent, but this, when I found out that it was really true was this year. Yeah. So, well, I was 22 and I think he was turning 22, something like that. But Okay. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Like, so grateful he's having the baby because, Do you, you think know, that was your wake up call? Mm-hmm. I've been had a wake up call, but I was having fun. Mm-hmm. I was having fun not being attached to somebody and not having a real relationship, but being with somebody that I was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I was having fun. Mm-hmm. But I think God knew that I wasn't, he wasn't going to get on my life or I wasn't going to get out of his if something major didn't happen and this was it. 
And I'm very grateful for it because I can say I truly bite. I truly bit the bullet. Yeah. Truly. What was the moment that you knew you were like really done with him? Like that. You, that moment? Mm-hmm. After that, you didn't Mm-mm. text him? No. You didn't care to do it? He can never. He can never come in my life. Wow. Ever. And granted, it was, this happened before me. Like she got pregnant before me. Yeah. But more of the fact that you had no plans on telling me. Yeah. That you wanted to live a double life and you had no plans on telling me. And that, that I felt like was the ultimate disrespect. Yes. You should have told me. Even if I would have had the same reaction of being mad over the cases, I still deserve to know right there and then when you knew like, hey, I know we're trying to be serious or whatever the case is, but this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Are you going to stay? Are you going to leave? Like this happened before you, but it's happening during our time. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Give me that option. And I think a lot of men don't like to give women options because they're scared. Yeah. People deserve options. They deserve to know. hundred percent. Because there's some women that would be down for it, but they. <clears throat> Nummy. Right. But men want the women that wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. They want the women that are almost. These are narcissistic men, by the mm-hmm. way. They want the women that are almost better than them, but then mm-hmm. they want to take them down a notch. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I searched up the definition of narcissistic on merriamwebster.com, mm-hmm. and it says an extremely self-centered, extremely self-centered with an exaggerated sense of self-importance marked by or characteristic of excessive admiration of or infatuation with oneself. Do you feel like that relates to the guy you're describing or 100%. other partners? He would bring up his past drama, mm-hmm. his whole family problems. And it would just be about him. And like, was- dang, what am I going through? Like when I would talk about myself, mm-hmm. it would be an issue. Like he would cut me off. Mm-hmm. He would he would hate it. And it's just like, ew, you have to have a kid and this how you this how you are. Yeah. Child, pray for the kid. Okay. (laughs) Pray for the kid. Facts. So it sounds like you have experience with different narcissistic partners. Mm -hmm. What are some signs for the people listening of a narcissistic partner? Like, girl, get away. When they don't ask about you. Mm -hmm. When they just don't care to get to know you deeper. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to talk about, you know, just anything. Like economics, government problems, just any deep conversation they don't bring up. It's just what you're doing, where you're at, what you want to do. What happened to getting to know somebody deeply? Like knowing their insides and out. That doesn't exist. If he doesn't want to do that, run. That's one. Someone who's always avoidant and Mm -hmm. doesn't want to get deeper than just surface level. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there another sign? Um, I want to say another sign is how they talk to you. Mm. Do they talk to you with respect? Mm. You know, like, do they want to, does a man ask you about how was your day and generally listen? Like, is he the type of person you can come to with your female drama, your work drama? And does he honestly listen to you and can recite the things you're saying? Yeah. If he can't do that, then he's not thinking about you, your day. He doesn't even ask you, did you eat today? Yeah. He not he not trying to do nothing for you. And it doesn't even cost much to ask, how was your day? Yeah. Listen. Oh, you got girl drama. A lot of men actually, believe it or not, love hearing about female drama. Of course. Oh my I know God. This. They just 100%. be sitting there like, what? Yeah. So what's going on with this? And oh my God, I love men like that. Yeah. 
But if he doesn't do that to you, then run. If he's not interested in your well-being, Mm-mm. like, if did you not, eat today? Like, just, are you going to cash at me something? Did I eat today <laughs> if I tell you no? Or are you just asking for fun? Because <laughs> if that's the case, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Someone that will add to your life mm-hmm. and, and make things <clears throat> better for you. Be your peace. Yes. Oh, my God. Being somebody peace is just, as you get older, you need that. Yeah. You need somebody that's going to want to make you... Just a soft girl and somebody that's gonna love you out mm. loud is so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if your man doesn't care about you, mm. your well being, mm-hmm. if he speaks to you and, or even asks about your family, how's your mom doing? Yeah. You don't even gotta meet her, but if you you wanna know how my mom's doing and you didn't meet her, wow. Yeah. You care. Yeah. Just a guy that looks like he doesn't care about you as a person aside from being your partner, that's a red flag. That's mm-hmm. a no no. So stay away. We're going for the men that make you want to be soft, mm-hmm. that support you, yes, that want to be your peace and make your life easier. A hundred percent. So how do you feel that having a narcissistic partner impacts your interactions with others? I think it makes you a little bit shallow. Like, you think nobody cares about what you got going on, personal, in your head, just in general. It mm-hmm. makes you feel like, do you really care? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes you, it makes it harder for you to find friends because you feel like they're going to take from you. They're mm-hmm. not going to give back. They're just going to want to take and take and take and take. So it really, dealing with a narcissistic person, it, it drains you. Yeah. Because they make you feel as everything you're doing is bad. Or just men will tell you what to wear. Yeah. Oh my God. It makes you feel insecure. Like if I put this on, he's gonna get mad. If I show this little bit of skin, if he's gonna get mad. Have you had that experience before where someone told you what to wear? Yes. Why? What what were you wearing that was the problem? Shorts. It was hot. It was getting hot. It was like what they want you to wear a turtleneck, some sweatpants, some high socks, uh uh, a jacket. He got some issues. (laughs) And some gloves. They don't want you to show no skin. And when men feel or realize if you're a beautiful lady, you can wear the absolutely most bummiest thing and men are still going to talk to you. Exactly. It doesn't change without what the you shorts. Wear. Without it. I feel like I'm someone that never wears shorts. I'll show up to 7-Eleven, bummy as fuck. If someone wants to hit on you, mm-hmm. they're going to hit on you. Uh, if you're beautiful, your face is all you need. Mm-hmm. They don't care what you're wearing. It's just a plus. Yeah. But my thing is, even if a girl works outside naked, can you say that you had sex with her? It doesn't matter what she wear. Yeah. It's who she likes in. Exactly. So if you feel like you can tell me what to do, you're out of your mind. Did you ever listen to these Absolutely guys when not. they would suggest you to wear different Absolutely things? not. So you dated narcissistic men, but it seems like you didn't really fall for their bullshit. So what, you were just fighting all the time? Yeah. <laughs> you were just Literally fighting. just fighting. It's like if you love somebody, like you, you want to accept all of it, but it's like you will know a little bit from wrong. Like you can't tell me what to wear. My father doesn't tell me what to wear. My mom doesn't tell me what to wear. So I knew growing up from that, mm-hmm. that was not acceptable. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to that. It's hot. I'm not wearing no jeans. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear some shorts. Yeah. So that was really. So my question is, what made you attracted to these men? Because you knew what they were doing was wrong. How did you, and especially after the first one, maybe after the second one, how did you find yourself in situations where this was a, constant thing for you i want to say that when you first meet a man Mm -hmm. they don't show you none of that so you head over heels for them so that's why i found myself into it they would never show you none of that they would 
be the perfect guy. They would do this, do that. And then once they know that you like them really a lot, they show themselves. Yeah. But now I know that all you got to do is listen to men. And they tell on themselves. Okay. All you got to do is be quiet and listen. They'll tell on themselves. So, like, what are some things that early on you can hear a guy talking about and now you're like, oh, he's probably a narcissist? Um, I want to say the thing that you can hear is they'll ask you, so what did you find interested in me that you let me take you out? Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Be more skip past that. Why do you know what I found interested? Why do you want to know that? Huh. Why are you not telling me what you found interested in me? That's you very interesting. You asked me out, and you're asking me, why did I find you interesting to you to let me take you? No. That is very interesting. Immediately, no. Mm-hmm. I, Immediately, I'm think, no. I'm thinking back at this. I'm like, mm-hmm. have I been asked that question? I'm going to write that down. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So what do you think you. they're trying to get out of that question? They want to know what you found interested in them so they can keep that up. Okay. So you don't lose interest. So okay. when they get you right when they want it doesn't matter. You're you. I got you where I want you. Mm-hmm. You're not going nowhere. You're never leaving. Yeah. Because I stayed what you wanted interested. But to give them the benefit of, of the doubt, couldn't that be a sweet thing too? Like where a guy it just wants be, to know what you liked about them? It can be, but the tone is very important. Yeah. If they're sounding really cocky with it. Yeah, no, it sounds mm-hmm. suspicious for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. If they're just like, oh, you know, and then they go on with the, oh, I found this interesting about you. But if they leave it at that, run oh yeah like the, you're asking the question and then you don't turn uh-huh. it back like mm-hmm. what did you find interesting about a me? a lot of guys don't do that hmm. they don't they'll change the conversation like oh, okay no problem how was your day okay <laughs> that's day? very that's <laughs> very scary that's i us. promise you i'm gonna remember that it saved me a lot okay me. any any other tips damn this is interesting i'm writing this down mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anything else um like, you're on a first date with a guy. Mm-hmm. He says something. Like, what triggers you? What makes you be like, oh, narcissist? I want to say when they ask you, am I what I'm, am what I'm wearing okay? Am I what I'm wearing? Is it okay? They ask you yeah. is what i Do you I'm like wearing. my outfit? What the? F- <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and what is my, what I'm wearing, is it okay? They want to know what you're wearing. Before, like you ever get with a guy when they want to know what are you wearing before you go on a date? And that, they're trying to top your top. What the fuck? No. Yeah. I dealt with a guy who asked Wait, me, what you wearing? Why are they asking? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Some guys ask is it because Is it because they're like fashionable and they're trying to match your fly? How you dress is how you dress, you know? So it's like, I get some guys actually do actually that because they don't want to dress over the top. Yeah. And they want to be like, you know, they casual They don't want to outdress you. you. But when they start talking about do you like what I'm wearing? Mm. This is a very specific demographic of men. I have you. not encountered this demographic mm-hmm. of men mm-hmm. asking, like, do I've, I've been through some serious shit. Do I like what you're wearing? Mm-hmm. Like, just let me compliment you. Right. Just let me, oh my God, you look nice today. I love your haircut. Yeah. But they'll start talking, did you see my haircut? Did you see? Why do I need to... Why are you pointing that out? Let me see it so I can compliment you. But when they start asking, do you like these certain things? You didn't come compliment them. And they're not used to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Start okay. listening to these men. I'm telling you guys. If you listen to these men, they will tell on themselves. And they will show you what they need to show you right there and then. And you will decide if you want to continue. Yeah. 
That makes sense. It seems like you got to pay attention to people's in- intention mm-hmm. with certain questions because mm-hmm. it's like, why are they asking you that? Mm-hmm. You may get lost in the conversation, but you got to realize they're always asking you something that'll like give a boost to them, but they're mm-hmm. never giving that back to you. Right. Hmm. Okay. So how do you get past that and get to the point of healing and recovery how are you now saying I'm not dealing with these narcissistic men anymore? Um, For me, especially because I've been through a lot, I think for me is now it's just I've been through enough to take it as a lesson. Mm-hmm. So now I know, like, some guys aren't it. You know, you do run into amazing men where they treat you like everything. And I have. You know, I ran into one person who, it sucks to say, but he made me put my morals up high because of how he treats, like how he treated me. Yeah. And it's just like a man that he planned the dates. That's so sweet. He planned the dates. He brings the flowers every date. He buys flowers. And then I like the little cheap flowers. Like they're like big bouquets of flowers that are bigger than my head. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Is this someone you're dating now? Um, <laughs> he's not what I'm dating now, but he's someone that I did come across. Okay, you know I'm I'm private but not secret. Yeah. But you and know. he bought you bouquets every day, every day, every date we went on. He planned it. He'd ask what you want to do, what are you feeling like, what are you you know, and then he he wrote down everything that I liked, my shoe size, what I like to eat because I'm a picky eater. Yeah. So he'll he like he did like he listened, and like he he placed me and. A peaceful setting. Wow. What? Like, of course we have our, you know, our tough bash. We have them. But it's just. It's like peaceful. he studied. Mm-hmm. He studied you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. He definitely did. And, you know, I take it as I move forward in life that. I can't say that you can compare the men, but some of the traits that you can take is common sense. Mm-hmm. If he asking you out on a date. What he wants to, like, if he asking you what you like to do, like, you know, first dates are very important. And a lot of women, they skip over that. And I don't know why, but a first date is so, no matter what you guys do, if it's walking a park, a drive, a restaurant, it's so important because it's just like, you know how they are in person. Yeah. You know, even though they're nervous, but you know, like, do I want to continue this? How far do I want to get? So, you know, I take that now. And now I'm in my peaceful, you know, I'm. I'm not dealing with bullshit, I can say. I've been, uh, I've been through a lot of bullshit. So now mm-hmm. when I move forward, is uh, if you're not bringing me peace, like, you can't be nice to me. Amen to that. And you said women aren't doing first dates anymore. No, like, they're what straight are, going to the house. What, <laughs> what What? are y'all missing? Sorry, I love a first date. Oh I'm not God. going to the house. I love dressing up. I love a first These, date. A lot of females, they, they miss the first date. And I get, you know, a lot of females, they just want to fuck too. Yeah, I mean, if you're on if you're on the same time, they're on the same time. Yeah, that's fine. But it's still like before you go to that kind of timing, go out with them first. You think so? Even if you want to hook up, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So definitely, what's your reasoning for that? I said because to let somebody in physically, you need to know mentally. Because I believe that what you let inside of you can become you. If you're letting a narcissist in you, wow. you can pick up narcissist traits. You get wow. what I'm saying? What you open up your body, your body's a temple. So when you let people in, you need to know who they are. Because let's be for real, accidents happen. Yeah. You get pregnant. You on the same time of, you know, being sneaky links 
and you get pregnant, and now that you're keeping the baby, you start to learn who a person are, and they're the most nicest person you ever met. Yeah. Womanizer you ever met. And now it's like, only if I knew before. Mm-hmm. You know? Go on a first date. Whether if you want to be a singing like, go out first. Yeah. Know him personally. Did you always have these standards for your body as, as like, who you let in? Or yeah. is this something you had to learn over time? Um, It's something I had to learn over time, definitely. Yeah. Um, But it... it it helps. I promise you it helps. Because if you have an accident, you need to know who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And y'all need to see paperwork. Yeah. People carry diseases. And paperwork, you facts. You Tell them. No, paperwork is facts. Like, know if they're clean or not. Like, ugh, these guys are so sneaky. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because women are becoming sneakier now. Yeah. No, as a woman too if you're out here you should Mm -hmm. know your status too Mm -hmm. just it's just part of health everyone should be testing themselves everyone should be but you know men are not they're not like us you know they just believe condoms is the key and they don't ever break Mm -hmm. and now you're in a situation you want to be in Mm -hmm. okay wow deanna taught me some things today (laughs) like i'm telling you like next time you guys are on a date like pay attention to those questions these people ask oh my god yes so we're moving on to our topic our well our last segment one of our last segments harsh truths um you shared a lot of your experiences what's a harsh truth that you've learned from these relationships with narcissistic men the harsh truth is that I can say honestly is how'd you let it get this far? Mm-hmm. How did you, as you know, as a woman, let it get this far? That you're dealing with the same kind of situation. And I have a best friend, and he always told me like, you need to sit back and realize what do all these men have in common? And yeah. I had to step back like, they all have family problems. Yeah. And I wonder why, I used to wonder, why is it the same kind of thing? And they all have family issues. Now I'm asking question, how are you relationship with your mom? Mm. <laughs> PTSD is real. How is the relationship with your mom? Mm. Your father? Anybody? Because if I see family problems, I'm running. So do you not, you're strictly not dating men that have bad relationships with family to you? Like to you, that's a no. To me, it's a no, but to a certain point. Like, if you don't have a good relationship with your mom, which is understandable, because sometimes I don't. Yeah. But it's how you talk about your mom. Are mm. you calling her a bitch? And did you, oh, I hate this. T- you cannot yes. like your mom, but have a certain level of respect. 100%. And that I don't tolerate. If you're talking about your mom in just the most nastiest way, like she didn't give you life no matter what she does, I can't. Because yeah. if, if a nigga doesn't respect his mom, how is he going to respect you? And that's the first lady that he encounters in his life. How is he going to respect you? Even if, and some men honestly do become better men with the relationship they have with their mom if it's trash and they respect women to the top. But some men treat women like garbage because their mom cheated on like shit. Yeah. Can't. That's a red flag. I remember there was some guys in high school that I saw like, um, they said that they had like physically hit their mom or like got into oh, fights with their mom. Oh my God. I, I knew was, a man who ran his mom out the her own house with a gun. Uh, yep. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'd be damned if the person I pop out my pussy try to... Yep. Oh, hell no. That's one of the stories I hear, or they just... They hit on their mom, or they just disrespect their mom. So Hitting on your mom is, like, straight hitting, to hell. Yo. 
You want to first class? <laughs> you the driver at this point. First, like, come on now. You're the driver. <laughs> you you sit right next to you. Devil. You are Satan. Oh my god! At this point, like, uh, no matter how my mom gets me tired, how mad she gets me upset, I can never hear my mom. Yeah. I just walk away. Yeah. Like, oh, you're getting me tired because now you're older. So now it's like, I can walk away and take a drive. I may mm. live with you, but I can leave. Yeah. And come back and have a conversation with my mom like, you did this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As you get older, you're able to teach your parents on proper communication because they didn't have it growing up. Yeah. So that's important, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a part of it. And I think that's a good note to wrap up on since Mother's Day would have just passed when this episode airs. Um, I think just respecting our our parents respecting our family is super important and knowing how our relationships with our family members impact our intimate and romantic Mm -hmm. relationships later Mm -hmm. on and trying not to, I guess sometimes we can copy the bad traits that maybe we see at home growing Mm -hmm. up or that we see with our parents and picking up on those patterns as an adult and doing better for ourselves. Like we deserve fulfilling happy relationships and even those people that are narcissistic sometimes they're learning too like they're learning through other people who knows what they saw and who knows what they experienced yeah but i'm strong on i'm a strong believer on what's a narcissist always narcissist like they're gonna they're gonna always be that they're gonna be that Mm -hmm. way it's gonna who knows what can change them but as as women or as people in general, because women could be narcissistic oh, to yeah. men. Oh yeah. As people in general listening, just have a good standard for yourself. Know who you are, mm-hmm. and then once you draw that line, no one will be able to take you off of your yep. of your pedestal, and no one will be able to treat you like less than what you deserve. Mm-hmm. I always say, walk in your truth. Yeah. Like me, I own everything I've been through from dealing with men that kept me around to take care of themselves and men that done had babies and men that cheated physically, whatever cases. I walk in my truth because that's who that's what makes you. Mm-hmm. It's not about what your truth it's not about what things did to you, it's how you make it go on in life. Like how are you getting better? That's so beautiful. A hundred percent. One last time, would you like to plug your social media again or where people can find you, where people can support you? <laughs> um, my Instagram is Deanna.underscore G. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my Facebook is Deanna Deanna. So you can find me there and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure people, there's probably going to be a lot of girls listening who, or a lot of men listening who have encountered these narcissistic partners. I always say you can DM me and we can always talk, you know. I'm still young. I still got a lot to learn. But the things I've been through, I know enough. Mm-hmm. And I can always, I love to help my friends out. People I don't know, right on the street, talk to me and talk about their life story for some reason. Yeah. And I help them so well. And they get become better. They Look own their stuff. Okay. So my, let's see. My phone just died. Alar, is your phone working? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to need to charge my phone. <laughs> we end off the podcast always with the song of the podcast. So, you know, if there's a song that you've been enjoying lately, um, Alar will pass his phone so I can play it. Um, careful, careful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's a song that you've been enjoying lately for the song of the podcast? Um, the song that I've been enjoying lately, I want to say Soul Ties. I got to see, let me see who, who made this song. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. 
Soul Ties. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And this song is so good. Like, she, a lot of women can re- relate to the song because you've been through a soul tie in your life. And yeah. she just talks about it. And you feel so, like, I've been through this. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I've been through it. I'm okay now. Like, yeah. Um, what if your soul tie is a narcissist? Ooh. That's for you to leave and break. <laughs> like if you know, if you know he's a narcissist and he does not care, leave. It's not worth it. I promise you, we all run into somebody that just makes everything that we've been through okay. And I'm grateful that I ran into that because oh, if it wasn't for this one person, mm-hmm. I don't think that I would have been so like at peace now and so just like I can say that I have more happiness now than before. Yeah, and I'm just forever grateful. That this one person came and That's showed me sweet. the truth. Like, but the song is called Soul Ties by Savannah Christina. And okay, it's perfect. I see it's Soul Ties Remix. Is it that one? Yeah, it's that okay. one. All right. So it was so great having you on, Sienna. Thank you. It was amazing having you on. <laughs> Thank you. And- <laughs> For those of you listening, please follow us at Bronx Girl at Heart Podcast. And we hope you learned something because I learned a lot today. Remember to leave a comment, rating, review on Spotify and Apple. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Acting like that was not the real one for you to commit to. You got my body, shit, you got my mind. My mama said that shit like this is just gonna take some time. And everybody call my phone.